Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. My name is Seb. My name is Karam. Welcome everyone. Before I ask you what's coming up in the show, Seb, can I ask any Premier League players who are by chance watching to not get injured tonight? Because the last two videos I've done, <laughs> I've wasted a hell of a lot of time researching lots of stats and data about the likes of KDB and Vardy only for them to get injured. So everyone stay safe tonight. Seb, what's in the show? Well, you've stolen top billing there, but we have a, a number of injuries. It was COVID recently, now it's injuries with the likes of KDB and Vardy out to a pretty highly owned, some even triple captained uh, KDB. Mm. So we're going to look at who we can replace those with. Also, Liverpool, they're up, they're down, are they mostly down? Salah maybe changed a few minds at the weekend, so we're going to have a look at them. It's my turn to pick a differential. I saw that you did uh, rather well with Antonio last week, Joe. Mm-hmm. Cheeky one. Easiest yeah. differential pick we've had in a while, though, no? Yeah. Keep it simple. Pick <laughs> the good guy. Um, and then, of course, we've got the usual fixtures to look over, our transfer plans and captaincy decisions to reveal or maybe decide. So we do have some breaking news today, just before we came on air, just as I was carefully doing the notes for the show, um, that Frank Lampard has now departed Chelsea. And it's uh, widely rumoured, as we're recording, that Thomas Tuchel is taking the top job there. Um, So as we go, um, I'm sure Chelsea assets will get a mention because obviously we have a new manager there. There could be a new manager bounce. Certain players may not be in favour. Certain players may be in favour. So I'm sure they'll be mentioned during the show. Um, but first of all, let's have a look at our game weeks. Um, and um, now we've all done quite well. Um, so we all went a bit double game week crazy. Um, and Seb, you've come out top. Um, 120 points, but it's minus eight. So 112, pretty good, pretty good. So a good, good rank rise. For, for those listening uh, to the podcast version, um, you have Martinez in goal. John Stones with 27 points. Got to be head said there. Cancelo, Robertson, Suchek, uh, De Bruyne triple captained, but with 24. Uh, Fernandez, <laughs> Salah. Uh, that's pretty good though, considering, considering my triple captain. But then, well, yeah, when when Fernandez and Salah didn't yeah. beat him, then it felt a bit better. Yeah, um, Antonio 18 points, Watkins 8, and, and Bamford 2. And as is always the way when you get a good score in your first 11, you've got points on the bench with Sanchez, Saka, um, and well, just made them dear. Dyer got a couple of points. So, um, yeah, you, you made um, so minus eight. So who, who, who was in, who was out, and how happy are you with the week? 
I mean, it feels it feels okay. So I, I know a lot of people did quite a bit better, especially people who maybe made slightly better transfer decisions than me. Mine, mine were okay. Triple captain in KDB. I mean, I think it's been talked about enough, hasn't it? It feels like a good decision, bad outcome, fair enough. I'm a little bit worried about not maybe having it for Kane or someone later because I would have liked more out of KDB, but can't complain too much, especially with Antonio and Stones. I think I was probably a bit lucky with Stones. A lot of people have him, but if I if I could pick between Stones and uh, Diaz, I probably would have gone Diaz. I just went Stones for the money. And it was that his first goal for City or something ridiculous, his, and he scores um... two of them. Seven well, years. Certainly his first brace since England played yeah. the Isle of Wight, whoever it was. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm not going to pretend I saw that coming. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, my, so my transfers, I had uh, Salah, like I said, I was going to do. Uh, Antonio in, Salah in, mm-hmm. Son, Kane out. So, and then I did uh, Sanchez, out, uh, not Sanchez, yeah. sorry, uh, Steer to Martinez in goal. Yeah, yeah. So I probably actually, although I've come up in points, probably came... Down a little bit in overall planning for that, but mm. that was okay. That's fine. Okay. I'm happy to have Salah going forward now. Realistically, could have bench boosted maybe, but yeah, yeah you don't well, know to, to be honest, with with, with uh, most of the bench boosts I saw were a lot were basically Leeds players, and they got they got uh, beaten, and they also might have had some bit of Southampton there as well. So they sort of just went with the bench boost. Whereas in the meantime, some of those single game week players, you know, really outscored them, and anyone who had say Fulham assets as well. Did well, but yeah, some of the some of the bench scores I saw were about eight points or so. So you you, yeah. you outscored that. So yeah, yeah. Just kept it safely on the bench. I think, uh, funnily enough, that you know Sanchez finally does something mm. for me when I bench him and use Martinez. But I'm happy with that going forward. Yeah, and Saka benched over Suchek. In hindsight, not great, but I'd take Suchek's two fixtures over Saka's. Yeah. maybe we'll talk a bit about Suchek in uh, in a little while. Definitely, but I yeah. know he's maybe been affected by Antonio, or I think more likely the the five at the back or four at the back formation but hey going forward i was happy to make that call excellent so um now i am one point behind on that one so i got 119 eight points uh with a hit eight point hit so i got 111 um i had edison in goal justin stones kufal and then suchek mané fernandez Salah, who I triple captained uh, for 12 points. Um, Antonio, 18. Vardy, who's now injured. And Bamford. And on my bench, I only had two points. So I feel that's a victory for not bench boosting. Um, but so basically, the tale of my game week is that from last last week, I was saying I was keen to get Antonio in for Calvert-Lewin. And I was going to take a hit to get a Man City defender in. I couldn't do that and play Bamford, who I wanted to against Brighton. So, But I could get Edison in. So I thought... Whilst before I wildcard again soon, um, ahead of future doubles, I'll just roll with Man City's um, defend, uh, goalkeeper for um, for three or four game weeks and see how that goes. And so I'm quite happy with that. Um, your your defence and goalkeeper is ridiculous, really. You can't yeah. you can't complain then. That's well, yeah, I, mean, I think I That's mean nice. I'll, I'll come to the sort of or oh, maybe I should have done that di- differently in a moment. But at the end of this, I mean, what did we remember in fantasy football? I remember triple captain I'm sorry I remember captaining Wayne Rooney in a double game week where he just scored four five six goals was it it was just ridiculous amount of goals I remember um, getting Laporte in last season for a double game week and this season what will be remembered for this people might get 90 80 150 Mm -hmm. whatever but they're always going to say I had John Stones in for 27 points (laughs) 
um, to score his first brace ever for City and first goal for them. For we are always there for the surface in the double game weeks. Yeah, definitely. And, and so it's, it's memories. We're making memories here. And, and this I'm, will I be... I'm, I'm winning mini leagues. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, willing, I'm winning memory <laughs> mini leagues in my head. <laughs> nice. With, nice. with um, John Stones. I think that's the thing. And I think that's what this game will be remembered for. So, um, yeah, they're the good bits. So I'm at a minus four. Double game week uh, fever hit me Saturday morning. And I thought well, maybe I should just take another hit. So I got Kane out for Vardy, which could have been amazing. And not just for the double game week, but coming up, Vardy's fixtures, as I was spent ages researching for the Sky video last week, were, were amazing. He's much better away. He had really great fixtures. The defences were absolutely ideal for Vardy. He was captainable for coming up. Mm. Um, so, you know, got to be in it to win it. I went for that didn't work out and and then I just thought well maybe I should just triple captain Salah I, quite, I thought Liverpool are going to come good soon they are good and you know hey presto he gets his brace um in the FA Cup <laughs> several days after I needed him to score a brace so that was uh, the tale of my game week you got to be in it to win it I went double game week mad uh I'm very happy I did and I would have done it again and I came out with it okay, really. So yeah, I've got went up to about six hundred k from just out, well just inside the top million. So I'm in a, oh, I'm in, I'm in a sort of a new bracket of rankings. Yeah. So my aim now is to sort of push up a bit, a bit further. I mean, it sounds like you're kind of just slowly making a little headway. You know, there could have been some better choices in there, but you hit a good score. You've got some decent players going forward. Vardy would have been great going forward. There's nothing you can do. Oh no, that, I was that um, beautiful. I was about twenty points net up, I think. Nice. Um, but nice. I think as um, when we talk to Karen, not about his own team, <laughs> but when he tells us about other teams, uh, they had particularly smooth weeks. But Karen, you did you did well. You probably don't think you did when you look at some of the other scores, but I think you did pretty well. So you uh, yeah. you got 102, but you also took eight points, so just under the hundred mark. Um, mm. Still pretty good. You have Martinez in goal, Wan Bissaka, Kufau, Diaz. So lots of points there. Rashford, Suchek, Fernandez, uh, De Bruyne. No points there. No, De Bruyne, yeah, Salah. So nothing on the midfield, really. Antonio in and Bamford. Yeah. And then on your bench, not much, really. Holding, got your clean sheet. But um, So, yeah, who, who who was in and who was out with that hit then? Yeah. So uh, people, John Stones, will be, will be my Antonio this game week. Mm. Um, I remember owning him. Just specifically for, for the Norwich game last season, and and he came in this game week, and he's absolutely hero. Uh, he was one of the transfers in. I took a minus eight, which looked like the new mm. free transfer, or minus four. Every everybody took a hit pretty much. Yeah. Um, I took out Calvert Lewin, and I took out uh, Son for Salah and Antonio. And then just before the deadline, I was I was thinking, okay, I don't want to miss out on. On Martinez, so I took out Meslier without knowing that he had um, his absence for uh, COVID. I think. Yeah. What was the reason? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. My minus eight ended up with a net of thirteen points. So uh, very, very delighted with that. And now I have Martinez. Finally, he he will not bother my rank anymore. So uh, <laughs> um, that's that's all right. I'm I'm very disappointed with my midfield. I've yeah. expected way more, especially from KDB who. I just decided not to captain him from from the beginning, mm. um, and and instead the TC was was very very decent option. But um, as as Sip said, I think it was an, a bad outcome. Rashford was was the one that I was relying mm. on. Was the dif- my differential? 
Um, got absolutely nothing. Um, the FA Cup but, again, again, Rashford and Fernandes where bringing are the points. The points the last we're too late. <laughs> One game late. Yeah. One game if, late. Ever, if ever there was a good example of how you can do your homework, make good yeah. decisions, and it doesn't pay off, if yeah. you had those three players, that's what, 26 points or something yeah. between the two yeah. weeks? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think, I think what, is, what is okay for me is that the fact that I did not use any chip. Um, um, and I netted 132 points over the last two game weeks, which I imagine many people got it in just the double game week. But saving my free hit and the bench boost and the triple captain, uh, hopefully I can maximize it later on as we spoke at the last mm-hmm. podcast and I can make up those points that um, I brought, which I, which I think I, there are not many. Um, a lot of free hits flopped and, and the bench boosts were pretty much, a lot of them mm-hmm. included uh, with um, Southampton and, and yeah. Leeds. So yeah, we move on um, mm. around the um, eight hundred seventy thousand. Um, so yeah. I, I didn't great, see okay. I didn't see anything this week that made me think, oh, I've massively missed out on using yeah. bench boost. Tri- oh, I used the triple captain or yeah. wild card like some people did. I think maybe, and this may be the case when I wild card later. To be fair as well, because mm-hmm. people have got pl- time to plan. But I think you could get all the key players in place, mm. no matter kind of what you did with your strategy. Yeah. So it was just about making a little bit of ground. I think all of us came out net on our moves yeah, yeah. and we, we, we moved up, right? I think we all yeah, moved yeah. up ranks. So that's decent, just mm-hmm. making that ground nice and slowly. And I think the silly thing is all the big players we were coveting actually aren't the ones that really returned. You know, yeah. Fernandez, De Bruyne, yeah. Salah. Okay, every, you know, some people brought in Antonio. There's the Stones luck. But bizarrely, it was some of the smaller ones. Well, and was, it's not a huge amount you I can do about that. I was petrified going into this without De Bruyne. And one of those things that I've become yeah. a bit better at over, over the years is is that fear of missing out. And and uh, although while I was, was really worried about not owning De Bruyne, I didn't get him in because I was worried. It didn't quite fit with what I wanted to do. So I just didn't. Mm. And I knew so I had... So you're saying you, well, you like avoided the fear, but just went with the plan or whatever? I, I just went with my plan. I knew I had double oh, nice. city defence. I knew I was... Mm. Pro- I, w- I did not feel com- comfortable enough to captain De Bruyne. And it would have been a massive shield move. And I did plan to get De Bruyne in this week if he was fit mm. for game week 20. But... Um, so, uh, and and I think that's a, a lesson perhaps for everyone as well. So um, mm. everyone's worried, you know, non-Salah owners are always worried, non-KDB owners are always worried, non, non-Kane and Son owners are always worried. And and it's it's okay to miss out for for a game or two. And, well, and then the, you can form all... is, the form is always sort of a part of our game. Like, yeah. to me, I, I've, I've uh, got away with no Salah for some time, yeah. but... Um, although I, I, I recognize that Salah had only one goal against United in four seasons or uh, so, so far. So I, I, I thought it's barely plus two points, really. But I expected him to score against Burnley. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I just could not go with in a double game week where people are teasing him if, even well, without having him, I've, even I've got, if at the cross of sun. So I've got, I've got yeah. a top tip for people who frequent the FPL community on Twitter and do not own a particular player. And they were a bit worried <laughs> during a double game week when they have two home favourable fixtures. Um, go to the mute section and mute them. <laughs> so any tweets with their yeah. mention, you will never see. Yeah, so you'll never see Salah's I, so. I muted De Bruyne and KDB 
um, as it as it transpired, I would have been quite happy to hear about his failure. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, and and it and it was quite nice, really, because I I didn't have that fear of like having all those messages coming and saying, "Hey, look at me with my eighty points from De Bruyne triple yeah. captaincy." And I and so so that's a, a top tip <laughs> for uh, avoiding the fear. You, you know, you know, with KDB, not so much the triple captain, but the injury taking him out of the next three is where I feel robbed. Those yeah. three fixtures were. That, that's where I was making my yeah, goals, but yeah. people didn't have him there. Yeah, it's like with Vardy with me. Um, let's, we'll, we'll move on to the topics in a sec, but I'm going to ask um, Karen a couple of things. One about the rough with the smooth, but also we've got some um, news about the Champions League game as well. So yeah. firstly, the rough with the smooths. And I understand that uh, my Sky uh, podcast and video co-host Luke is topping the bill amongst these smooth yeah. managers. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaving him until the end because this... Oh, this... okay. By far one of the most exciting smooths, but let's just start with uh, with the roughs, which I started actually because a lot of people have have done really well and um, triple figures most of the time. But let's just start with Pookie Party Three. Um, he said awful for me. Cancelo benched the first game. Salah in the second. Two injuries in his team. Um, and Guessa with eight points is even on the bench. And most importantly, oh, most frustrating for him was Captain Vardy Blank. And mm. I properly lost him as well mm-hmm. for the next game week. Mr. O'Connell, um, um, another rough 60, 69 points net, lowest score I've, I've seen anywhere. No goals for me. Uh, more than 100k um, um, he lost in his ranking. He didn't even bother to check it after the game week. So <laughs> I'm not sure if he saw it until <laughs> he now or muted, not. But... muted FPL for... Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. another good advice too. If you're having a terrible game week, just yeah. mute it and move on. Put something out on yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, one more uh, rough before we go to the smooth. Um, a squishy potato. Um, hope I pronounced it correctly. Mm-hmm. He transferred out Matt Target, 18. Kane nine and Bowen eleven, um, so that's that's about thirty eight points out. However, he got them sort of back by Sterling eleven, Antonio eighteen, and Cancelo eight. So he broke even, but he lost the points hit, uh, oh, which um, yeah, it's it's yeah. a little bit frustrating when you transfer out like uh, someone who yeah. who holds Bowen and Target. But looking at the transfers, it made sense. Yeah. Um, Someone in the middle, I actually thought. It's, he's a rough and a smooth. It's smooth because he, he scored 127 points, uh, 123 net after a four points hit. Mm-hmm. But his bench boost was Meslier, Nell, Bellerin, zero, Zuma, zero, and Bamford, two. So he didn't actually, he just wasted it. He burned yeah. it, literally. But he got 100, um, was it 120? 23 net, yeah. yeah. So amazing, amazing game week is still for him. But uh, of course, the bench boost could have been way better. Smooth, Um, red lighting. Uh, He captained John Stones, uh, 54 points, uh, took an eight point I didn't notice that. What? Yeah, yeah, we didn't know before. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Took another, um, on top of this, he took an eight points hit. He replaced Calvert-Lewin, nothing. Podence, nothing. And Reese James uh, with only one point. For Antonio, 18, Gondogan 18, and Gondogan uh, and Cancelo 8. So immediate gain of 35 points, and he has now a much better looking team for sure. Uh, scored 155 wow. points <laughs> and moved up over a million places, and he's Captain now just inside John the 700k. Stones and just getting all of those players out, getting those ones with huge yeah. scores in. That's yeah. a, now, talk about Amazing. making memories. He is made. He, 
I challenge him to come up with a better game week in the next decade yeah. than that. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Missouri Martin, mm. uh, my best game week in 10 years of playing FPL, 167 points minus four with a bench boost of 35 points, uh, including, <laughs> look at this, including a, a captain fail in Salah. Yeah. Uh, but big points from Stones, Diaz Antonio, Matt Target. Um, he game week rank of 529th. Brilliant, brilliant. Wow. Um, of course, now we go to Luke. Yeah. Um, smooth. He he just fancied a minus 20. Easy. <laughs> a so Luke. Um, because he, yeah, so Luke, yeah. So he wanted, he felt that. So what he did, he took out Trent, eight points, Mitchell, zero, Steer, zero, Adams, two, and Chris Wood, or Four, four points and Bissuma one point. So all of them combined, fifteen points. He brought in John Stones. That's it. Job done. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to mention the rest? Yeah. Ariola five, Uchik four, Antonio eighteen, Watkins eight, Konza nine. All of them scored sixty-seven points. So a net gain of fifty-two points. Of course, you take out the twenty. Yeah. He's yeah. thirty-two points up in the deal. No, he's fifty-two Brilliant. points up, isn't he? Uh, 67 minus uh, 15, so that's 52 mm. from the players in and out. Oh, yeah, without, without considering the, yeah. the hits, yeah, yeah, that's still pretty amazing. 45, yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Wow. Um, okay, Karen, now, um, I am mm -hmm. uh, for my sins yeah. not playing the Champions League, um, mm -hmm. uh, fancy football game. Um, I can't get my head around it, I can't get my, my head around playing another game other than FPL and Sky yeah. is too much for me and watching TV and maintaining a family but but you are a much better man than me and you are playing it <laughs> so um, yeah tell us about tell us about the Champions League game yeah so uh, um, Champions League has parted partnered with um, fancy football scout um, and of course you can uh, play the game, start the uh, next phase, mm. which is on the 16th of February. So even if you didn't play before, you can still sign up to the game and uh, play for uh, a PlayStation 5 up for grabs every match day. Um, and of course, uh, you, we have oh, uh, plus football shares mm -hmm. and more of prices as well. Um, the overall winner, which I imagine you would have been playing from the beginning, but the overall winner will also get a Champions League 2022 final tickets. Um, I want I want those in my life. Um, uh, more of that uh, about the game mm -hmm. and the content will be um, will be of course on uh, the Fantasy Football Scout website uh, to help you with the picks every every game week and mm -hmm. every match day. The system of the game is a little bit different than FPL. Mm -hmm. You can you have the flexibility to put players in from the bench. You change the captaincy uh, between the match days. Um, so it's a bit more flexible, but the, all the rules are pretty simple. Um, and to sign up, uh, there will be a link in the description below the video. You can check it out and sign up. Okay, well, I'll be missing out. So, right, I'm, I'm going to try, try and get involved. I'm going to free up some time, move the you family out. You can triple Captain John Stones there. <laughs> and I'm going to Captain John Stones in every format of every fancy yeah. game every week, just in case he scores a brace again. Um, let's move on to some of the topics um, that the community have been asking about. Um, 
Oh, Karen, again, we're going yeah. we'll to we'll get Carry you on. to introduce this one. Um, this is yeah. a guy I don't own, and I muted, and I perhaps shouldn't have done, but it's all about Happy days. KDB's injury. Uh, just, just for the just the, uh, mm. the benefit of those uh, watching, I've got some stats up on the screen, um, and I'll, I'll talk about them in a moment after you've, you've introduced the bit, Karen. But they yeah. relate to um, De Bruyne over the last four matches, four game weeks. So this is sort of what we're missing out on um, because he's now injured. So, yeah. KDB is injured. What's this yeah, about? Yeah, um, KDB is out and potential return might be somewhere around game week 25. So that's mm. a lot of game weeks. Uh, so, of course, FPL managers have a big decision to make, um, look for replacements. Um, and a lot of discussion has been around uh, who should we replace KDB with, uh, whether it's from the Man City team itself, we will speak about that, or from elsewhere. Um, the next three, however, for City are still really good from an attacking perspective. So um, who should we target from uh, from City uh, if we want to look for someone from them? Um, but also we have some community questions uh, about, about that. Mm-hmm. So um, THFC for life uh, with KDB out, who is the best alternative? And it's a City midfielder like Gondogan is um, the best to target. Sydney Jules um, is asking, I've brought in Gondogan already, uh, but it's on another pick that is also worth bringing in as well. Um, FBL John is asking, is it reasonable to leave a huge chunk of cash in the bank uh, when downgrading KDB to somebody else? Um, and a lot of more of that. Of course, we have now uh, some stats on the screen. I will start with you, Seb. Um, you had KDB. And so am I. Um, so, of course, we have to look for replacements. So, what do you think of um, the replacements? So, yeah, I've got to, I've got to replace him just like you and many others. Mm. I, I think there's a few ways to tackle this one. We had a question there about, you know, should I leave loads of money in the bank? It feels uncomfortable, doesn't it? It feels like you need your money on the pitch working for you. Yeah. So, go to Sterling, go to Marnie, easy, right? I don't think so. You know, we players are priced that reason at the beginning of the season, but so much changes. Look, my strike force right now are all under 7 million. So I wouldn't be stressed about using the money. Maybe you can use it later. Maybe you can bring in a cane or upgrade a defence. Right now, it's just about picking the best one-to-one replacement for me, unless you're looking at a combination of moves. So then the question becomes, and Joe, you mentioned this beforehand, I feel like I just need to go to City, right? So mm. if I've got KDB, I should go to another City player. We know their fixtures are great. But is that even the best option still? Because KDB is the city man. We weren't considering these other guys before KDB, or at least only with him. So I wonder if that's the first thing to tackle. I think you had, uh, I'm not sure if it's up on the screen yet, Joe, but I think you had some stats on other city players, did you? Yeah, I do actually, yeah. What these are for the um, the last four game weeks. Um, just before I move on to those, I'll just say the, the, the stats we've got up on the screen at the moment are De Bruyne last four game weeks so this is what I'm missing out on and the key things there are chances created 12 16 goal attempts expected to be involved in three goals he's had three assists what you're what what you're losing is a guy that shoots a lot you're missing a guy that creates a lot and is expected to be involved a lot so that's a bigger ask for any team to go without yeah. and meanwhile these are the um, stripping out KDB stats for Man City last four game weeks and this shows sort of who is being um, expected to be involved in goals. So Gundogan is the top. He's expected to be involved in 2.3 goals. That's more than any other City asset. He's had six chances created, 15 goal attempts. So not as good as KDB, but he's certainly 
um, shooting and he's certainly creating chances. Phil Foden, will he ever play? <laughs> um, but nevertheless, he's got 12, created 12 chances, 10 goal attempts. Expected involved in just below a couple of goals. And then you're moving a bit down a bit. You've got Sterling, just four chances created, seven goal attempts. And then further, I mean, this highlights why we got lucky as stone zoners. Three goal attempts in the last four, and he happened to score with two of them. Um, so he's he's there. Um, Cancelo always interesting. Five chances created, six goal attempts. But I guess it's, it's maybe what you're going to come to is you don't need to spend big to get some creativity and goal threat within city ranks if you wanted to go that way as a replacement. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think the way. The way City are going to line up, and Karim, you can you can keep me in check here. They're losing KDB, who was playing in that kind of number ten, maybe you know, in a three midfield sort of system. We would expect Bernardo Silva to drop into that role. Gundogan, hopefully, to continue what he's doing, but we'll maybe come to how he's been playing and why a bit later. And then someone on the right, maybe that's Amares, maybe a bit more consistently, which I haven't seen mentioned too much. We know he's a risk, but if his playing time goes up, his numbers per minute are are not bad at all. What do you reckon? Yeah. Um, I think now without KDB, we have, to me, it looks like we have only two options to play in the middle. And one of them was tested in the cup game, which is Phil Foden. Of course, many people are waiting for his start, which I think he might get some starts on in the middle because he had that flexibility to pop in when, when, when the play is on the wings, like pretty much the assist from Cancelo. Um, I, I think that Foden might get more stars. It can open open up for him. However, I still think that amongst the other attacker, um, Gondogan would be probably my my pick. Um, and it's not just a reaction to his hole in the double game. It's it's where he plays and how he's involved in the game. And he came on as a sub in the cup game, and he was pretty much in the box and he assisted for Torres' goal. So. Uh, someone at 5.5 um, on pens, he's now our our penalty taker. And on some free kicks, I know Sterling took the, the one on the edge of the box. I think Rondogan was uh, was out at that moment, but certainly Rondogan is involved in the free kicks. I think he's a good option. He can be used as a chain enabler if, if you need to upgrade or shift the money up front. Um, if you're looking for a Brighton game next game week or so. So to me, statistically, Grundogan is, is expected to be involved in 2.31. Um, goal attempts is 15, five more than Foden, mm. eight more than Sterling. That's incredible. Plus, he has a lot of chances created with six. So to me, if Grundogan was, was a premium pick, uh, we'll probably be not talking a lot about him. It's like, he's 5.5, come on. And he, he could be someone um, that he can really be someone. However, I still have a few because he is 5.5. I would rather spend this exact money at the back. I would get a double defense, a triple defense. Mm. I know I, I know I'm not the best at the triple ups, um, looking at the history earlier in the season. But to me, the next three screaming three clean sheets and we we'll probably will grind one nails um, in the next three because we are we will be lacking a lot of that creativity that KDB was offering. And surely if we are running one nail games, then the defense will grab all the BBS. And we know Cancelo is just extremely good at creativity as well. So to me, uh, if you look for a Man City midfielder, Man City attack in general, it would be grounded out. But to me, I'm more lean to towards investing at the back and push the money somewhere else. Like if you, of course, the obvious moves. If you don't have 
Son and Fernandez for some reason, then I think they are the what priority. You, I mean, as, as a City fan, what do you think realistically will happen with Gundogan with KDB out? So we've had a few a few it's, comments in the chat about, mm, about that. Um, yeah, it's it's really difficult to predict what was going to happen because we haven't had a good sample to, to watch mm. Gundogan without KDB. Uh, but to me, when he was involved in 20 minutes in the cup, he didn't look like uh, I'm gonna sit deep. I think I think it it might boost his chances to be more involved because we are we will be lacking a lot of the attacking potential. So Pep, we will have to find a way to put more people in the box to put more people into attack because we need to score goals. Mm. So this actually might mean that just replace KDB with a Bernardo or a Foden and uh, allow Rondurant to play in the same role he's been doing it. I think a couple of weeks ago, also Pep mentioned in the press conference that he will, he's planning to use Gundula in a false nine position and he will do it. So, I, I'm, I'm not... Oh, not I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Do you, really, do you think so? Well, Jay, Jesus is back. He used KDB there first. We've seen Torres uh, and Sterling there. Well, we've seen Chelsea. We've seen we've seen against Chelsea. KDB started in the eleven as a false nine, but actually, who was there was Gondogan. He scored the first goal from from being a striker in a striker position. So he has the ability to do that. But okay. who knows what's in Pep's brain? Uh, so, so I was just going to say, yeah. what well, he he got penalties in his locker because I was He's looking gonna... at um, the latest set piece. Um, table on fantasy mm-hmm. football scouts. So obviously, De Bruyne is top choice. But got, Aguero, when he's on the pitch, it would be second choice behind KDB, according to um, the table so far. But then Gundogan, and then yeah. you've got this sort of almost rans of Mara, Sterling, Jesus, and mm-hmm. it's been unclear. But is is it definitely is Gundogan definitely on penalties? You would say because Aguero's out. So. It's, it's a funny story because uh, in, in the whole period where KDB was taking penalties, Aguero was never been on the pitch. Mm. So we don't actually know who is on Ooh. paper ahead of KDB. Um, but to me, uh, I would I would take a risk to fund it and say uh, that Gondogan is definitely on him. I, I remember the penalty in which Sterling has missed. Um, I think KDB was so tired before he, mm. he does his hand. Um, his he, could, he could even kick a ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, there was a talk that he gave the penalty to Gondor and said, I don't want to take it, shoot it. And, but then Sterling stepped in and he wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gondor scored the last one. So I cannot see anybody else who stayed. KDB out, Aguero out, uh, Sterling missed the penalty. Surely it's going to be Gondor. Um sure. So I'd I'd like to add to some of that if I may. Mm. Um, cheers for that. That was a, a lot to a lot to work through. Yeah. That's really good. It's good having a, a city fan here this week. Um, but so I think really you know we know Pep can rotate a lot. But the lineup I would expect is striker whoever let's say Jesus, right hand side Sterling, left Foden. I don't think Foden has started or he's only started one in the middle all season. He really does seem to be even when KDB is out, he mm. seems to be on that left. We know Gundogan has been put in that silver role and has even yeah. been moved a bit more advanced. Uh, I've got some stats on that in a moment. Yeah. We'll expect Rodri or Fernandino to play there, especially in these easier fixtures. Mm. He won't play both. And then Bernardo Silva probably taking the De Bruyne role, we would think. Yeah. So out of all of those options, sure, you've got Sterling, but his stats don't stack up. If he, if he wasn't 12 million, 11 million, I wouldn't consider him. I think Gundogan is the obvious mm. one. Foden per minute looks better. But mm. the key is per minute. We don't know when he's randomly going to get a rest. Yeah. Gundogan on penalties looks good. The last thing I'd want to check on Gundogan for me is this him suddenly coming out of nowhere and becoming this attacking option. 
So I had a look at, and I don't think you've got these, Joe, so I'm going to do my best to describe okay, something. Okay, yes, describe what I'm, I'm looking at. I'm what I'm not sure looking at. something I'll get better at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, Gundogan in the last couple of matches, which obviously includes the match where he was subbed off. He, okay. uh, sorry, KDB was subbed off and we had Gundogan uh, mm -hmm. potentially taking up even more an attacking role. We are seeing a lot of touches on the left-hand side of the pitch, which makes sense with where he's lining up, mm -hmm. and a lot coming into the box. If we go earlier in the season, we are seeing almost none, almost the exact same heat map on the left and deep, but almost no touches in the box at all. And then the further we go back in the season, we're maybe seeing this role change that Gundogan had, and it looks a very similar story. The thing to highlight here is, and this was pointed out by someone else to me on Twitter, I didn't discover this, so credit to them, is the Kyle Walker and Jao Cancelo uh, combination, mm -hmm. where, and obviously Walker went off in the Villa game as well, when Cancelo is on the left, we are possibly seeing Gundogan getting fewer touches further forward and fewer in the box because we know Cancelo has that creative role and I think he might be taking some of those positions. So if Carl Walker is out and Cancelo's right back, we don't have De Bruyne, we have Gundogan, I'd be real confident about Gundogan. The only thing for me is if Cancelo is starting on the left, there might be a little bit of fighting for space on that, you know, that creative late runs into the box area. Mm -hmm. Maybe not enough to stop you, yeah. but something yeah. to keep in mind. Mm. Okay. There's a thing, the thing we have to keep in mind with Gundogan that, uh, of course, we will have to set some expectation from a 5.5 pitch at the end of the day. So we might not necessarily see him really acting as a, as a striker or as a proper KDB placement. But at 5.5, with all the things in his pocket, then he is worth, worth a shot. Uh, but I, I, do, I do agree. I didn't notice enough uh, the Cancelo... Being when, when Cancelo was on the left, but certainly when uh, the, the most majority of the game was when after, of course, Walker went off, he looked really involved. And Cancelo was himself just speaking about him. He was terrifying. What was was the word? Yeah, terrifying in in both in both wings, uh, left, right. He could have had hold. Uh, and oh, you, I, I feel for the managers. Yeah, uh, I feel for the manager because they have been waiting for for his hold for a long time. I, I see it coming very soon. Yeah, at some point, that man's getting a getting a brace. You mentioned three city defenders. Is that something you take a hit for? Because obviously, anyone who wants to do that is probably going to have to. I doubt they've got two transfers saved up. Mm. Um, the next three might justify it. Um, and obviously, I guess, I guess, obviously, it would make it hard to get KDB back yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, you you have always the option to get him next week for free, but I'm sure by next week you will have the Vardy to Kane or somebody else to somebody else. So if if you really think that the next three will be clean sheets and uh, a lot of bonus points, I think it depends on who you take out as well. If you take out, uh, I don't know, uh, a Balbuena or or a Lewis um, or or Kilman, then I think it's justifiable. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got double city defense at the moment with Edison and Stone. So, and I, yeah. I wouldn't have any problem for the next few weeks. For the, ne well, the next three, I'll put those fixtures up again because City have got West Brom, Sheffield, United, and Burnley in the next three. And that looks great for clean sheets. So, I wouldn't have a problem the next three um, getting through, get, having a triple up on the City defense. Then they have Liverpool and Tottenham. So, then I would feel a bit uncomfortable <laughs> about that. And I feel a bit uncomfortable having two for those. Mm. Uh, those two fixtures. Um, I mean, I think if for me, if I if I own KDB and I wanted to go to City, I would probably get Gundogan in. Um, I've been told not to pronounce the last G uh, in the live chat, so it's Gundogan. 
Um, so hopefully I've got that right. Hopefully, are my Turkish friends? I'm pretty sure I said Cancelo and Cancelo in the same sentence. So, know. you know, pick pick your pronunciation. We, we we are a pronunciation <laughs> minefield and have been over the years. So, you know, we're, we're learning every week. Um, but I would actually go elsewhere. And I just wouldn't... Oh, yeah. Uh, I just wouldn't muddle it up. I just think Son is the best midfielder I don't own. So if I had KDB, I would just switch him to Son there. Um, And I've got some stats up on the screen here. This is last four matches. Son is top, absolutely top for big chances total. Mm. It's expected goal involvement. Um, Just put KDB's back up again. Um, Is 2.85 was KDB. Uh, And uh, yeah, Son is just behind there at 2.59. so he's in the same kind of ballpark there. He's just scored a goal. So perhaps unfortunate to score just one goal. He's had eight shots inside the box, four on target. And um, a goal attempt in the box every 44 minutes. So Son would be my man there. Um, Aubameyang has some kind of personal issue. Um, he would be a tempter if you wanted to go for a maverick move. But his oh, expected, don't do it. His expected do goal it. involvement <laughs> the last four has been 2.88. But I don't know what this personal reason is. Arteta's not saying. So it's, you know, doubts, doubts, doubts. Wouldn't bother there. But in fourth place is Gundogan. Um, with three big chances in total and expecting goal involvement of 2.31. So, yeah, that proves that Gundogan is the one to get in the City midfield if you're going that route. For me, if you don't own Son, go for him. There are some other options as well. Um, Harvey Barnes at Leicester, I would have said yes if Vardy was around. Vardy's role is sort of evolving as he gets older, I think. Maybe he's drawing defenders away. He's providing more chances for Madison, more opportunities for Madison and Barnes to score. And that's just, that's proving what, what you know, in, you don't need the, the underlying stats there. You just watch the matches and you can just see Madison and Barnes getting more chances and taking them. Um, Bruno Fernandes. on Barnes. Oh, yeah. uh, Rogers said today that he doesn't see him playing striker. No, no he's not. Yeah, more of a Perez role, I think. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or Inacho will just take it. And um, Meanwhile, Salah and Fernandes are, are up there in terms of um, the top midfielders for big chances. Um, and Salah, as we saw, has scored a brace against Manchester United in the Cup. So I own Salah. He's not going anywhere for me. I, I guess many of those might be thinking of moving Salah on. But um, we'll come to that a bit later. That's another another topic a bit later in the show. Um, so just to, just to round that off for you, I was having a look at the, a lot of the players you've got there, mm. just had an extended look and was interested to see how people have done over the season compared mm. to recently, because oh, yeah. we've seen Gundogan come from basically nowhere. So I grabbed Mane, Grealish, Son, Rashford, Harvey Barnes, James Rodriguez, mm. Mason Mount, Gundogan, Foden, Madison, Bernardo Silva and Hakim Ziyech as probably my long list of players that I could put in that slot. Now, some of those, you know, we know we aren't that interested. They maybe haven't played much recently. But I think it's interesting to note that over this whole season, Mane, for uh, expected goal involvement, mm. Mane, Grealish, Son, Rashford come out as my top four. Mm. In the last six, that is Son, Gundogan comes into there, Mane and Grealish. Mm. And in the last four, it is Son, Barnes, Gundogan and Foden comes into there. Ooh. So that Just... maybe gives you an idea of how people have done over the season and then how form has started to come oh, into it. Now that's really interesting. Because There's it one shows... name I said every single time. It shows, yeah, Son is there. Yep. He's, he's Son, there yeah. every time. Short term, medium term, long term, uh, you know, he's got that quality. He doesn't need that many big chances, but he does take them. But he happens to have lots of big chances as well. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's he, he would be the one for me. Um, if I didn't have a Vardy issue at the moment, 
I would be tempted to get Son in for Mane, who I own mm. at the moment. Um, and that is a move I'm contemplating next week anyway. So that's something for, mm-hmm. for next week's show. I think the other thing that shows is the drop-off in Mane. We'll probably come to that when we talk yeah. about Liverpool. But he goes from top to not yeah. appearing in that top four. Yeah, he, uh, I got him in as a sort of a differential. Um, yeah, you, you go for these moves sometimes. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. So it, it may well work out over the next one in his final match for me. Um, but and One thing I have to point out that I can't resist is Madison's goals recently. Off the top of my head, mm. he has an XG of 1.6 yeah. and has scored six goals. Yeah, He could absolutely... Keep that up. You know, XG is a long-term thing. Variance. Oh, he's always he's always been like that. He's always been quite straight. I I think he's he's probably started taking probably longer shots. You reckon in the past he's maybe come a bit closer to goal, so maybe some bigger chances. Yeah. But I would expect regression there. Maybe it's not next match because if you asked me two matches ago, I'd tell you he was going to regress and he scored two more goals. Leicester without Vardy will doesn't worry me. I wouldn't say more, but it, it it would concern me more about investing in them more than. City without KDB. I just think Vardy yeah, is making it tick, making it all happen for their attacking oh, you made You made a good point about he, um, I think Vardy arguably helped Madison score that goal of the weekend yeah, by pu- yeah. pulling away in the week, so yeah. pulling away yeah. and Madison was there at the far post. Even without scoring goals himself, they're missing that Vardy role. Maybe, maybe, maybe as he gets older, you know, that's, he'll, that's increasingly will be his role. You know, he won't be, you know, the cheeky young whippersnapper running from the midway uh, uh, point to 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 to, uh, to score the goal. He'll be the guy just distracting everyone, and then Harvey Barnes just slips a couple of goals in. Um, but yeah, we've spoken about Vardy. Let's let's bring Vardy up then. So um, the next topic really, uh, it particularly concerns me as a Vardy owner. So the news broke um, conveniently about an hour after I'd recorded the Sky video with Luke last week. About uh, so anyway, Brendan Rogers, Jamie said Jamie Vardy will be out for a few weeks. We've been managing him over these number of months, and he's been fantastic. But we have a window now that allows him to have an operation on his hernia, which I neglected to tell you about before. Um, then he'll be back. So um, cheers, mate. Um, that probably would explain why Vardy um, has not been as attacking himself as you would like. And some of the shots he's taken haven't been that high of quality. But as we said, he's had this different role within the team, which is which has helped his um, teammates. So, um, yeah, um, community questions. Lots last of them, but AFI, AFSR is, was among many others that says um, that Kane looks the obvious pick, but are there other options? Um, so, um, for me, it's, it's a tricky one. I am going to do the completely obvious thing. And, I've, and in a way, the decision's been taken out of my hands. I took Kane out of Vardy for the double game week. I want Kane back. I have the money to get game back for Vardy. I always, I do want a premium forward structure at the moment. Um, and I just want, I think Harry Kane is the best um, to get in and I'm going to get him in. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Um, and I've got some stats to put up, um, which is the best forwards over the last four matches. And it looks at expected goal involvement uh, and all sorts of other things there. So we've got top for expected goal involvement is Kane with uh, 2.4 goals. Cavani is second with 2.35. I could be tempted if I was a different kind of person. Um, Lacazette is still there, but I feel with La- I feel with Arsenal's fixtures and with doubts over Aubameyang's starts, I feel that I think the Arsenal time might have gone for a little while. 
Um, yeah, for sure. I think I think mm. those fixtures were a big part. Mm. The thing oh, with you know yeah. last four, it's always good yeah. for form. Yeah. But if you've played you know four bossman after yeah, teams, you've got to you're going to appear up there. And you've got to look at what's happening up, yeah. coming up. I just think Kane has got mixed fixtures coming up, but he is Harry Kane. Um, and he's got he's got some good fixtures as well. He's got West Brom and Brighton. They are captainable fixtures. Very captainable like fixtures. Brighton and West Brom. I, you know, I, I would I would argue there aren't great options in twenty outside. Sorry, twenty one outside of the Spurs options. No, they're so, probably your first choice. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, Kane, Kane. I want to get Kane and Son in over the next couple of game weeks, and this is why I'm going to do it. There's some other options so the, there. The only, the only thing for me there. Oh, sorry, Joe. You might have been. I was just going to go through on, a little. Just some of those other other names there. And um, but yeah, Abraham. We don't know whether he's going to get a start under the new management. Um, but if he does, uh, he is an option at seven point two for Chelsea. For me, no. There, if we think uh, Liverpool, just, people just aren't going to go there. I don't no, think. But if no. you, um, Bamford is interesting. He's still there. He's playing Newcastle. Yeah. Three big chances, expected to be involved in a couple of goals. Arguably been unfortunate. He does need a few chances to score. But nevertheless, I, I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm sure Seb as a Leeds fan will agree, I'm hoping that people will just forget all about Leeds when they play Newcastle. Because I'm going to play Dallas and Bamford. I'm hoping for a points bonanza there. Um, but yeah, Seb, what do, you, what do you think? Bamford is actually, if you don't own Bamford, good. It might good be a captain option. Mm. Oh, I mean... There's probably a couple ahead in the list for me, but it's tempting. We we put five past them last time we played. We're not playing on the Ellerone pitch anymore. We've got a couple of away games. And then it's worth noting for the Everton match, uh, our first home game in a couple of weeks' time, the pitch has been relayed this week. Yes. So it won't be the mess it was. I think what had happened is it's not been, it's not been relayed in quite a few years, I think. It was <laughs> due for this summer, but obviously with circumstances, we couldn't do it. And then it snowed. And I think the thing just fell apart. And A, Brighton did a good job too. We played poorly, a number of reasons. But I think when we come back to play Everton, provided that pitch beds in, we don't need to worry about it again. And even even then, there's two away games until then. So I would be... I'd be happy that Bamford will be up to racking. It was like, it was like watching um, the Damn United, wasn't it? It was like watching a <laughs> mid seventies rainy, rainy night, nineteen seventy four, <laughs> with like yeah, lots Biel, of people. Bielsa finally changed his ways. He's well, going, he's going back to dirty yeah, leads. Lots uh, of blokes hacking each other in a <laughs> in a ploughed field. <laughs> um, but yeah, luckily, luckily it was coincided when Brighton were visiting. Phew. Um, uh, but yeah, some of those other options here. Antonio um, has done ever so well in the double game week. He's expected to be involved in a couple of goals. He's had a couple Hero. of big chances, but he's only had two starts. You see, so so what what's happening there is, is we're seeing the sort of emergence of Antonio. If he can stay fit, great option. Um, and Watkins as well, um, not to be forgotten, is um, I think he's doing better with Barkley. I was uh, reading. It looks it looks that way anyway. Um, that when Barkley's in the team, it helps Watkins. And I'm going to mention Connolly at Brighton, and I know not been even going to it, but it's one of those <laughs> names that um, when you do these tables, you you go, it's got like, oh yeah, Kane or Salah, Mane, whatever, and then suddenly some oddball like Connolly from Brighton at five point two creeps in now I, I a few weeks back i was saying about luke shaw's creativity in a video i did with andy about the free hit chip just just before game week 18 i was saying that luke shaw was a consideration because uh, he's posting really great creativity and i remember lots of people in the, in the chat there were going luke shaw are you sure 
and I was saying, no, yes, I am sure it is Luke Shaw. And he and, and he's and just transpired. He's looking great. He's looking even better than he was a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, so I should pick Connolly for my So you should pick that's Connolly. What, that's what you're telling me, Joe. Yeah? I'm, I'm just saying, it's just one of those things. I don't want to, like, it to go past, <laughs> it to, to pass. And then Connolly, like he did against Spurs last season, score a couple of goals and everyone go, oh, no one was mentioning Connolly. Well, if he does score his brace against Spurs again or whoever, uh, we did mention him. But yeah, some some other options there. But it just so shows you, Kane for me. You mentioned that Kane is pretty much... I mean, hey, he's top, he looks good. Mm. You've mentioned that you're not really considering anything else. Well, um, you, you got on to... I was going to jump in and I... Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. No, 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 all good. But um, you got on to the options that I was going to pull out, which are probably... I have Antonio Watkins and Bamford in my team right now. I'd love Kane. But I don't see a reason to drop any of those three for Kane, especially if I can get Son. Mm. And I'd almost argue, I'm not saying don't get Kane in, but I don't see much better value right now than those three in terms of the underlying stats, in terms of the points they have delivered, in terms of the decent fixtures coming up for all of them. I know Watkins is bottom of your table there, and I know he's maybe the one people are out of love, of, out of love with most. But on your goals imminent, he's right up there. Mm. On your assists imminent, until this week, yeah. he was up there. He scored a goal and a goal that was ruled out at the weekend. He's not going to go and get Kane and Vardy numbers, but he doesn't need to. Mm. No. Depends how you use the money as well, because um, yeah, I mean, it enables you to get if if we think that Liverpool are going to get better, it enables you to keep say Salah, and you can you can have Son as well, Fernandez, and you can maybe have like you know a couple of Man City defenders in there, maybe a Robertson. You know, you can really spread that money out. But for me. Um, I mean, luckily, I've got um, an injured... I say lucky. I've got a bloke in his mid-30s with a hernia with a red flag. So, I mean, and I can move to Kane, so I will. <laughs> but if, Karen, I don't all know. else being even, who would you choose, Kane or Son? Oh, if I have to pick one... Yeah. It, it feels... Uh, is it some, some... I don't know. I'll probably go Kane now. I think I was, I was more of a Son until two game weeks ago but he plans against Fulham he got a a, a, shy, um, a shy assist against Sheffield United I think Kane returned in both games I'm not sure but overall I think Kane I, I don't know the thing about the Brighton game is more of a Kane game or a Sun game type of thing but I, I, I still see that Kane I think I trust Kane now with the captaincy more than more than Sun now because because Kane has been has been amazing with goals and assists and I think the last three he has been the most consistent or the more consistent out of him and son so if I have to choose one I, I, I will go Kane but it depends really who you've got injured because to me it was like an easy decision I, I did I did KDB to son already but if I had Vardy and he's injured I'll be doing Vardy to Kane so maybe at some point maybe by Brighton game there is a valid it's a viable strategy to have both of them. I'm not sure I can have both of them by next week. Depends on what happens to my team, but I think I think both of them is a great, and I think Kane slightly edges it to me. Um, and speaking of the forwards, I, I recognize all the names that has been mentioned or in the table already, but maybe some some of the old names that they they are not here in the table because they have been injured. And I I do mean by Calvert Lewin, who just came back in the cup game. He, he did well. He scored a goal. He managed to have a four shots on target. I know it's a cup game, maybe the opponent, blah, blah, blah. But I think Calvert-Lewin has a decent game against Newcastle in 21. Uh, 
-hmm. So you could wait and see and what happens against Leicester and then you get him against the Newcastle and Leeds and maybe I think there should be some double game week. I don't know it's against City, but if that tempts you somehow, then it could be someone else um, you might consider. But I still think that the, the very cheap forward line of Antonio, Bamford and Kane could be the next template, also, if not I the mean, current template now. You raise a good point about Calvert-Lewin as well, because obviously information is key at the moment with COVID yeah. um, and rearranged fixtures. Um, Southampton and Everton could have doubles before mm-hmm. uh, the big double game week 26, I believe, of which case... Um, yeah, could be 23, could be. Oh. Um, in which case... I I would probably move Kane on <laughs> to one of Calvert Lewin or Ings because worth uh, noting Leeds could be in there as well. I think. Uh, but yeah, and Leeds as well. So suddenly there's lots more options. So if Spurs don't have a double game week, then and mm. um, Southampton and Everton do. So if you're like um, you know you said where you've got three strikers, you don't want to move on. So say you don't have Vardy at the moment, you've got three strikers, you don't want to move on, and then say there's yeah. a double game week announced. Uh, for say Everton and their reasonable fixtures or uh, with Southampton suddenly you're going to start thinking captaincy who would I captain a double game week would I captain one of my other strikers or would I captain maybe Ings or Calvert-Lewin I'd be very tempted to get one of those in Um, I mean if if Everton end up with a double James Lucas Dean start looking good to me that also boosts DCL potential of course you know having James I think Ducore Dean are back that makes their team look a lot stronger and creates a lot more chances for uh, Calvert-Lewin yeah. again. Mm. And they are capable of having these strong games like early in the yeah. season. So, oh yeah, I would yeah. Have, I've no doubt. I think I think they would be great options there. But we don't know yet. Um, and at the moment, I've got. I don't want to. I don't want to leave that amount of money on my bench. I do have options, but it's a significantly weaker team if I don't have a Kane in it, <laughs> or if I don't have uh-huh. at least a Vardy replacement of some credibility in there. I think realistically, with these two questions, there are two very straightforward answers. And then you're kind of looking for reasons to be yeah. different. Maybe you have a good reason, which yeah. is funds or whatever, but get Kane, get Son, Bruno <laughs> Fernandes if you don't. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of straightforward, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, basically if, you, if you've already got Son, Kane, and Fernandes, then, and you'd also have KDB and 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 Vardy and you want to move them on then you've got options and then that's where you start bringing in some of these other names we've been mentioning like like Watkins Antonio or indeed Gundogan as well um Grealish um, would be a if you had to Grealish yeah. would be a good pick for me I think he's top yeah. for chances created well, for the season once again yeah. as soon as Villa I don't have any Villa assets but as soon as Villa get a double game week I'm hoping it's when I'm sort of in wildcard time game week 26 ish but yeah, yeah I, I would not want to go into a mini double game week where it's just Villa with a couple mm. of games without Grealish. Um, yeah, so I don't know whether it'd be captain, but I mean, but I mean we've, been, we've, we've mentioned someone before we go live and mm. I appreciate if you don't have the funds to go to Grealish, we've been almost about to go to um, to El Ghazi, but I think mm. Bertrand Traore could yeah. be someone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Seb, Seb is not convinced. No, I'm not. Uh, he was so he was so bad at Leon after a good start. He was yeah, but four so bad in six game weeks. He could be someone. He, he as as you said, like he he looked really skillful to play. He can score what looks like an <laughs> it's easy goal. It's because he looks good. It's like it's like um yeah. this, well it's it was, like another Traore. Yeah, he has uh, pace. He it just looks damage. <laughs> looks dangerous. Leon was so happy to get rid of him. Like I know I know he's done well at Villa, but 
he started well at Leon. They were so happy to get rid of him. Troy's just look cool. I think it's just if you call Troy, you just you just look cool. <laughs> um, get, bonus, get bonus points yeah. for just Let, playing football stylishly. Let, let's yeah. let's move on to the next topic, um, Seb. It's all about um, Liverpool. Now, what? A lot had a few questions about this. Yeah, what are they asking? Absolutely. So we've covered Liverpool a couple of times yeah. already here. I think the key thing is we've seen their form drop off. Got some stats for you in a in a moment on that, but mm. also their fixtures aren't looking great. An inform Liverpool, Tottenham, West Ham, Brighton, Man City, Leicester, maybe okay. An outform Liverpool that starts to look really really tough. So the questions on that are quite simply: What happened to Liverpool? From I want to say Vishnav. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Silly bon, uh, Bonley. What do we do with Salah? I have him and Firmino. I mean, Salah looked a bit more painful until the weekend, but Firmino is a is an interesting one. And then AFSR, what to do with Salah and Mane, similar to you, Joe. Mm. They seem poor. Others such as Son and Fernandez look better. I mean, that last one, I think we've maybe answered already. If you yeah. don't have those, I'd be tempted. What, what do you guys think before we start digging into that? Well, I mean, I've, I've got Salah and Mane. And I've, got, I've got some stats I put up on the screen. <clears throat> so it's Mane's the one I'm looking to get rid of. Salah's not. I mean... I, when he came on, so he was benched against Burnley, so we didn't get the full 90-minute Salah treatment. He actually looked okay, and Nick Pope scored, um, saved, um, you know, stopped him scoring, you know, a very good save. Um, and meanwhile, we're looking at inspected goal involvement. Salah's still up there, um, and amongst the midfield yeah. options there. As I mentioned, in terms of um, got getting, getting is at top there with nearly three. But Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez is the one to get, up there, 2.59. Son, 2.59. That's the expected goal involvement is, you know, two and a half to three goals over the last four matches. Then you've got the likes of Saka, um, Trezeguet. Bear in mind, this is last four matches, not last four game weeks. You've got Harvey Barnes, Gundogan, and then Salah. So Salah's still in there. He's expected to have been involved in two goals over the last four matches. Mm. Number of goals, zero. Number of assists, zero. So in, in a way, I think he's been unlucky not to score more. He should have got at least one or two goals. Um, and then you've got Mane much further down there. Um, he's only had one big chance. Salah's had three over the last four. Um, yeah, Mane's the one I'd be looking to move on. Um, Salah, I would urge patience. He scored a brace against Manchester United in the Cup. And I know it's the FA Cup, but it's Manchester United. And it was, a, it was, a, it was an important game. Um, they both played with uh, almost a full. Yeah, well, it team. wasn't like you know he scored two goals against Chorley or something, or, or Cheltenham. It, it's it's not the same. This is Manchester United and a, and a good Manchester United. Um, so, yeah, so I think even though I believe uh, Salah's XGI for this season is about one point five six something like that. Yeah. Even even after that, you know the two point two you've got there in the last sorry per minute, and then you've got two point two. Uh, that's not what I meant at all. 150 minutes, 150 XGI per minute. You've got 2.2 in the last few there. He's gone up to about 250 mm. in the last few, but it's still not terrible. It just takes him down from that elite mm. and puts him in a sort of mid table. But like you said, with an asset like this, patience is often the way. Mm. If, they're, if they're not yeah. scoring well, we know they have the pedigree. We've probably got other fires to fight, like De Bruyne and whatnot. I yeah. wouldn't be rushing to get rid of Salah. No. Mane's the one that yeah. looks risky for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. now, Karen, you, you got Salah in. Is that all right? You got yeah. Salah in. 
for the double game week. Um, yeah. are, are you are you going to keep him? Going to show patience or? Yeah, yeah. Him? I like one. I like a comment in the chat. It's mainly about Robertson, but can easily apply to Salah. Uh, from Suraj, he's saying, um, he says Robertson, but I can also say Salah is like a Bentley car. When you buy it, you have to keep the faith. Mm. So, to to me, Salah is an easy keep. Um, yeah. However. Even if Suraj was referring to Robertson, with, with City's next three fixtures, I still think, and all of them are six million or less, I still think that it's worth a move if you look to uh, to push out the funds to someone like uh, um, a Vardy to Kane, for example, or, or somebody yeah. else. I, I think the City defense now, for the next three at least, is better than the Liverpool defense. But Salah or Mane, I think they are still worth the keep, especially Salah. When he came on um, against Burnley, he looked really dangerous in the moments when he had a few shots and so on. And as you say, he scored against Manchester United and he could have an attrick in mm. a couple of other chances. And it reminds me early in this season when we doubted Man City attack and what happened to them. They've been riding one nails and the options are not strong enough. And all of a sudden, they explode, especially KDB. I still think that Liverpool has the same capability. Mm. Um, they are they, they're gonna run for the uh, title race. I think they will da, um, they will bounce sooner than 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 enough. And um, uh, it, it could be Tottenham a game where we can't really predict what's gonna happen. Yeah. But I, I can't see goals in this game. Um, uh, currently, neither of these teams can defend basically, so I can't see goals from both ends. So I wouldn't worry too much if I have Kane against Liverpool or Salah against Tottenham. West Ham then, um, and the Brighton before it gets tough again against City and Leicester. So the next three, they don't really look to me that bad. Although on the fixture ticker, they are the worst, the next four or next five in terms of defense and the second or the third worst in terms of attack. But it's Liverpool, uh, especially Salah. He He's mm. capable of scoring and he is on penalties. So I would keep him. The thing is, if I want to sell Salah, where would I go? I have no KDB. Sterling, I'm not convinced. Son, I might have on. And, and Son, I would own uh, in another way. Fernandez is there. So I don't really know where to go. So I would just keep him. I think um, Rob Robertson is the top-scoring defender. He, for the season, has the best expected assists, I believe. And even in just the last six, he still is second top for minutes per expected assist. Mm. He's beaten by Cedric, of all people, uh, but possibly just due, due to minutes played there. Uh, Jao Cancelo comes just after him. So mm. I think maybe, you know, if you've got both Robertson and uh, Trent, these fixtures aren't looking great. But one of them, I've got just Robbo. I'm not really considering getting rid of him unless I have to. Mm. I'll take a few assists. I'll take maybe a I, clean sheet I, or two, I, I and, then I, and I'll keep him for the long term. I mean, I hope this is one of those moments. Like what we were saying about with Leeds... I think people will go, oh, Leeds got beaten by Brighton on a ploughed field. Therefore, I'm going to get rid of Bamford ahead of Newcastle. Um, please do, because <laughs> then that will help my rank, um, because I think he's going to do well. And it's the same with Salah. It's like, remove Salah. It's one of those moments. I, I, um, I haven't seen enough to remove Salah. I know it sounds like, you know, we should be. Liverpool have been out of sorts, but... Um, I think I think he's been unlucky. I think his stats have been okay, and I think you know seeing him score a brace and the first goal was so well taken in a you know so sharp as well in a, in a in a in an important game um, like that in the FA Cup. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I hope people do remove him, and, and so his ownership yeah. goes down to about one percent, and hooray for us owners. But 
So yeah. let, let me give you one last thing on Liverpool that I uh, I found looking over Twitter. In the last four seasons we have here, they have overperformed their expected goals per game. So how many goals would expect them to to score each game versus how many they've actually scored by 0.4, 0.4 and 0.3, which does really add up to 14, yeah. 15 odd goals mm. over the season. This season so far, zero. They haven't oh, overperformed wow. at all. They haven't underperformed. Mm. They haven't overperformed. And then the same for goals against. So for the far last uh, four seasons, same ratio again, overperformed by 0.1, 0.2, 0.2, which leaves them about six, seven, eight goals uh, better off than we'd expect mm. them to be. This season, zero. So what we're possibly seeing, and I know there was a lot of discussion, especially over the summer wow. in the stats community about why is it that Liverpool are you know, doing better than we think they mm. should so consistently? Are the models failing to find something about them? And maybe they were, you know, Klopp's style, the way they played was quite unique. Or are we expecting regression? Now, I wouldn't say going to zero is necessarily a regression. You might expect it to go even further. But they've certainly come off a little bit. And that mm. ties up really nicely with the eye mm. test, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen that. We've seen Trent and Robbo still creating huge numbers, but mm. at the weekend, was it Trent lost possession a silly number of times, yeah. putting 14 yeah. crosses and it came to nothing? Yeah. They're trying, it's just not coming off. And that's maybe that just intangible, we've won the league, we've been up there for so long, they've brought Thiago in, they've lost Van Dijk, even though I don't think Van Dijk is the reason, maybe just that guy in the dressing room or that mm. change in the team makeup has just knocked them off what was probably a very carefully balanced team. Mm. There's a, another funny stat, um, which also reflects sort of what you what you've just mentioned. Since their goal against West Brom, the rest of the game, Newcastle, Southampton, Man United, and Burnley, they have managed 87 shots without scoring a goal. That's that's insane. I, I don't really think that will will last longer. Yeah. How, how many I, more shots they need to score? They are world class strikers, so it's I, I coming think, for I think, them. I think Salah a bit like Son. You know, he's hit the post a few times when he could have scored. We yeah. know he puts them away. We know Salah doesn't convert. We saw, you know, Mane there probably coming out worse on the stats, but we know Mane overperforms, mm. whereas Salah about hits, if not underperforms. The stats I messed up a bit earlier were um, Salah's minutes per XGI for the season are 158, and in the last six are 232. Sounds like a massive drop-off. It still mm -hmm. puts him something like 10th. It's not a disaster. If they, if they turn, it, turn it around, those are the assets I want to hold again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's have a look at some of those fixtures. We mentioned about Liverpool's mixed fixtures coming up. Um, um, we'll have a look at these four fixtures. Um, um, as ever, we, uh, we uh, mentioned Football Index for these when we look at the next four fixtures coming up. Um, that is uh, a game where you can uh, buy and sell shares in players using fancy football knowledge with the aim to make a profit. Um, so, yeah, looking at these fixtures here, we have um, Fulham. Uh, top of the difficulty season ticker. They are uh, very easy fixtures going to the ticker. So they've got Brighton, uh, West Brom, Leicester, then West Ham. So I still think slightly mixed for those last two, but definitely Brighton and West Brom are good fixtures for Fulham there. And Fulham have been, keep, have been doing well, both in defence and attack. Yeah. Ariola uh, has been, has been yeah. very good uh, in goalkeeper, although so, he caused he a mistake for the last two goals. So, I think Cavallero or someone else could yeah. be could So be for me, if you've, if you've, if he, he appeared on one of your tables, didn't he? Yeah. Joe? Yes, um, he did. Cavallero is, is there in, a, in amongst the uh, best midfielders in terms of expected goal mm. involvement. But also getting those big chances. Um, Lookman is another to look at there. Um, pardon the pun. Um, Leicester are second. Uh, they've got Everton, Leeds, Fulham and Wolves. And 
and um, obviously Seb would say mixed fixtures there with Leeds there but nevertheless uh, that's why I wanted Vardy to be fit and not have a blooming hernia um, so yeah they're good fixtures for Leicester I'm keeping I'm keeping Justin uh, Man City third West Brom Sheffield United Burnley and then they got Liverpool so you know we, we mentioned their strong fixtures there and why we're all interested in City assets particularly in defence Crystal Palace um I'm a Mitchell owner. He's back in favour, has been for a couple of weeks, so I'm, I'm quite happy about that. He's got West mm. West Ham, Wolves, Newcastle, Leeds. It, I mean, it wouldn't completely surprise me if he got three to four clean sheets in amongst them. Mm. But nevertheless, with Zaha back, Palace um, ones to consider. Newcastle, terrible form at the moment. Great fixtures, though. Um, well, are they good? Wilson, I don't know. Wilson. Well, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Everton and Leeds, I would doubt their ability to keep clean sheets there. But yeah, yeah. it's form over fixtures for me. Um, but Villa ticking along very nicely. Burnley, Southampton, West yeah. Ham um, and Arsenal. So they're quite strong fixtures there for Villa. And Chelsea, we don't know what we're going to get. We've got new, new management, Wolves and Burnley up next. Then Tottenham, then Sheffield United. So some nice fixtures. Um, and I think... Under the new management, I think Chelsea are rule for me. They're ones to watch. They're the one I really want to watch because mm. if they do the manager bounce, if they do get a manager that knows the players more with Bundesliga experience, I don't know. I don't know. May, will it mean Mason Mount finally gets dropped? <laughs> I don't. I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. Job, but... um, yeah. Do do we think? Do we think Thomas Tuchel is is enough to really? pick them up we know they've got good know. players i know the german link gets talked about a lot but we'll see about that there's a lot of english people that i don't get on with so i don't know he played at psg he played mostly a 4-3-3 uh 4-2-2-2 a couple of times mm. which notably is the thing timo Werner excelled in at mm. uh, Leipzig. he you know we know he likes a high press uh a lot of his possession went down the left but that's where neymar was so yeah. maybe that's a, a slight uh distraction I think he's probably, he's more experienced than Lampard. I think he's possibly a better manager than Lampard, but he's not, he's not Allegri. He's not Nagelsmann, who are the people they were after. Mm. It's an interesting one. It could be, it could be an opportunity to try and take advantage of mm. something other people aren't on, you know, a differential if we like. But it's not like they've just brought in someone who's going to win them the title in a year or something mm. like that. It's an interesting one. Yeah, it's a, it's a watch for me, but I am yeah. watching. I'm, I'm dismissed Chelsea assets at all um, with the new management. Um, Manchester United Sheffield United uh, are coming up next and then they've got Arsenal Southampton and Everton at home so they've got some really strong fixtures uh, West Ham a bit mixed with Liverpool in there but they do have Villa Fulham and Crystal Palace but further down you know I mean we're in a slightly lucky position that two teams we're not really interested in Wolves and Sheffield United are bottom there Wolves have Chelsea Palace Arsenal and Leicester and Sheffield United have Manchester United then Man City I mean how bad is that then they got West Brom of which Sam Allardyce's lot will fancy themselves and then they got Chelsea so um, yeah I don't know just before we move on any any sort of thoughts about those fixtures I've sort of brought out some thoughts there but yeah yeah we we've mentioned already a lot of these names from from the top teams like the City the the Villa uh, the Leicester but the, the the team that caught my eye is actually Chelsea, and and already before I learned about the Lampard sacking, um, I really thought that the next five for them I can see three to four clean sheets. So the Chelwell, um, the the Rodiger is, is a name that uh, it might be a bargain. I'm 
I hear I heard this, uh, there was an article where Tuchel himself mm. wanted Rodriguez this this transfer um, window before he he got sacked from PSG, um, and Rodriguez he just stepped in and he just got his place back potentially in the main eleven at four five. Can you believe it? If he gets a if he gets his place back and the trust from Tuchel. Um, I know there is a kind of the German link between him and Toche, uh, between him and Rudiger and uh, Kai Havertz and Werner potentially. So maybe look out for 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 the first team she against Wolves, and and see who are the the, the more yeah. the, the the eleven that he will pick. Probably the thing about 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 him, he's very tactical manager, and he doesn't really. From what I've heard, I didn't watch a lot of the, the League One game when, when he was managing PSG. But what I heard, and everybody can check uh, again, but he, he's not—he's not a rota—he's not a pep. He's not a rotation guy. So whoever he picks, probably those are the players that he will stick with. Uh, about the formation, he used a lot three-four-three mm-hmm. as well. Oh. Fullbacks could be did, wingbacks. Did, could be did, did, he, did he use that a lot? Like I know he used it in the—he used it against Dortmund in the Champions League, and they got destroyed. Mm. Did he use it a lot in the league? I thought it was mostly four-three-three. I, I checked. I checked about fifteen games. The last fifteen games before him with PSG, he used a three-four-three mostly when Neymar was out for some reason. Okay, because I know Marquinhos, Marquinhos played in midfield. In midfield, he, but, he, yeah. but he would drop in between the centre backs, you know, creating that kind of ball carrier that comes out, which means the full yeah. backs would go. I don't know if they started like that or if it kind of morphed yeah, in the game. Yeah, some some in some games it was uh, Florenzi and Bernard or uh, Di Maria as a as an acting wing back, but more attacking. And and it feels like that you know Bernard we know him as as attacking fullback. Um, from his days, I think with with Bayern, uh, but but at the, at the very end, the, the fullback could be really really juicy options, and uh, they could be the cover, the best cover for the attack and the defense at the same time. Uh, we are yet to see which formation um, uh, Tuchel will will implement, but we know Chelsea already is a team that is used to yeah. the three at the back, so they can easily they can easily. It's um. um that yeah. would be interesting with the wing backs. I was going to say, with, with, wonder... with the fixtures in terms of getting this one, I'm watching them a bit. With Wolves, um, yeah, I would like to get a Chelsea asset there, and I don't know what's going to happen with them. But then they got Burnley, so um, Mr. Fancy Pants manager coming in, but he's got Nick Pope <laughs> so mm. to deal with there. So um, hard luck. Um, and then Tottenham, so who's what's going to happen there? And then you've got Sheffield United. And so then, game week 23 is when me, as a Dullard manager, will think, Right, I've assessed that Werner's now amazing. I've assessed that uh, Rudiger is just incredible and etc. etc. Or perhaps uh, is it Jorginho could be back in the fold? Is he? Is he? Is he still? Is he still a thing at Chelsea? Um, I think uh, he was one. He was. It was him and Rudiger who uh, mm. wanted them in, in in PSG. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if okay. Jorginho started so to if, play. Again. Just if, hoping if he, he doesn't take up. penalties. If he set up the same, I was trying to think who could do that Marquinhos role. Mm. Whether you'd have a, I don't think Kante could. So whether you've got a Kovacic or Jorginho, like you say, mm. it's it's the same problem with Lampard, right? I don't see how all those players fit no. in the team. Someone's got to miss out. Maybe Mason Mountains isn't as yeah. nailed as he used to be. No, um, but yeah, it's that game week twenty three against Sheffield United. I, I believe I'll be packed full of information by then and we'll make yeah, an informed fair. Chelsea decision but yeah. I'm probably going to wait till then unless they do something spectacular and it, it comes around quickly we've got so many games yeah, that even it, though it's it, three four game weeks it will it's, a it's only of a couple of weeks it's a couple of weeks does someone have any experience to play in the middle maybe he would be the first centre back I don't um, know 
Just before I ask you, Seb, about a differential, um, I just want to mention that you can sign up to Football Index today. They've got a seven-day, £500 money-back guarantee. And there's a link in the description below to sign up, as well as a link. Check out the full terms and conditions. This is for 18 plus only. Please gamble responsibly uh, to check out uh, begambleaware.org. And there's a link for this in the description as well. So, yes, I got Antonio last week because I'm amazing. Um, not that he was the most obvious pick, but anyway, he did really well with 18 points. Uh, that was an easy one. Um, under, under 5%, so because he's been injured Seb, forever. Next four game weeks, under 5% owned. Who is the low-owned gem that you're recommending? Sure. sure. So, yeah. When I, when I, when I was looking around, I, there was no one that jumped out at me. Now, maybe, hey, you know, chat, shout at me. If I'm missing someone, go nuts. If I say it before I say my name, I'll steal it. But um, there's no one that I thought was amazing. I know, Karam, you like Rudiger. I, w- I won't steal that. But I think that could be a good shout. That could be cheeky. Looking at the fixtures, which we've just gone through, I like Villa, especially. I don't mind Everton. It's not perfect. But trying to find that player that's just under 5%. Hammers is about 8%. Uh, Matt Target was over 5%. So just trying to find that key player that I want to pick. I wasn't sure. And so the two I've come down to is Hakim Ziyech at Chelsea, who I've talked about enough times before, but it ties in with some okay fixtures for Chelsea. We know he has good form in the past. His his stats are fine. He's at about, funnily enough, he's a similar number to Salah now with a 250 XGI per minute or so. But even if he stayed at that, it would be okay. We think he could improve. And then at Villa, I mentioned Target, Matty Cash. He has created a chance every 94 minutes versus Target's 117, I think. Got the same defensive fixtures, and he's about one percent owned, or one point seven percent owned, or something. Now, I don't want to pick a player just because they're, you know, a tiny percentage. But if you're looking to shift your team around, if you've got to lose KDB or something, Ziyech looks decent in midfield, a bit different maybe, but still a good pick. But the one for me would be Matty Cash. Wow. I think you can take advantage of those Villa, Villa fixtures. We've got Martinez in goal. We've got Target. He actually looks better for getting assists than that target. So I'm is going to go with Cash. Is he worth the 0.4 more than target? I know he has a little better stats, as, as you say, but is he worth more than, so more than target? If, if I could pick a, over, pick a player over 5%, mm. I might pick target. But also, do we have to worry about money right now? We had questions earlier talking about, mm. I've got 5 million in the bank. Yeah. If that's the case, and you can pick a defender, pick the one with the better stats. If you're moving KDB onto Gundogan, you have got about 5 million in the bank. So 7 million. Yeah. Interesting one. Yeah, good, yeah, one. I, I, good one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd say good one, but I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite a boring manager. <laughs> But and that, a Villa defender, when Martinez would probably be my favoured option because of the save points and target for the assist potential, uh, which is coming to fruition um, there, I don't know if Cash would be the one I would target there unless they had a double game week coming up and I wanted to sure. double up on the Villa defence. But I think Martinez would possibly be my favoured option over cash but nevertheless is is an option there um I mean, why why particularly him over martinez do you, do you is martinez into obviously in terms of percentage ownership yeah i don't oh yeah of course choice. yeah obviously being a um, in terms but... of but if i was recommending for a team no i think it's fair i'm not going to say yeah. to someone go pick cash over martinez 
maybe a double up is on. I think the fixtures are okay. I think everyone has Martinez. I, or, I think or it's been one of those incidents though, where where I think someone was sharing some things about our differential picks on social media, and I've I've got like a rare green for Antonio, and and it's mostly reds. But I think you could indeed get looking at Burnley, Southampton, West Ham, and Arsenal. Indeed, there could be four clean sheets there. There could be four clean sheets, in which case you would have a nice green for those four fixtures. So, yeah, it's, we'll you see. know, we'll it's dull hard, but it's good. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Like, like I said, I definitely think there's probably something better out there. I know I'm guessing Bernardo Silva or someone is probably very lowly owned, but I don't know. I like, I like that Cash could get into a team. And I think it's, I think it's solid. Like you say, there's a good chance of defensive returns and maybe there's an assist in there. Definitely. Well, let's uh, move on to our transfer and captaincy plans. Um, so I'll go first. This is this is me. Um, so I've got Edison in goal. I'm going I'm to roll out a 4-3-3 this week, I think. I've got Justin, Stones, Kufau and Dallas. Um, and then I've got Mane, Fernandez, who I'm going to captain. Salah. And then up front, I've got Antonio Bamford and Vardy's going to become Kane. Now, the, I'm, I'm, I'm not wavering on Fernandez captaincy. I'm really not wavering about benching any of those um, defenders either. I'm a, I'm a bit worried. if it, I've got Antonio playing, so Mitchell is going to be the one to make way on there. But it's Suchek. I have played Suchek in my first 11 since game week one. I've owned him since game week one. I've played him through thick and thin, through his two points, through his mighty 11 points. Whatever he gets, I've played him. So this is the first week I have, I'm going to bench Suchek. Um, now, I know, Seb, you were you were talking before we came on air about Suchek and Antonio and West Ham at the moment. So am I right to bench Suchek for the first time this season? A goal incoming. Yeah. <laughs> I know Crystal, Crystal Palace's set-piece defence isn't great off the top of my head. So maybe there's some threat there. But in terms of your, your face then, like, ooh. Um, in, terms of, in terms of the combination with Antonio, I know a lot of people were talking about, is Antonio coming in damaging Suchek's uh, point potential? Maybe. At the beginning of the season, this again is trying to describe a heat mapper, for an audio medium but at the beginning of the season when both Antonio and Suchek played 90 minutes or nearly 90 minutes 89 minutes together Suchek's heat map looked really really good a lot of touches mm. in the area not just from set pieces but you know open play as well this was when they were playing five at the back the very first game I think it was against Newcastle his heat map didn't look like that and they were playing four at the back now again we've seen Antonio now come back in but West Ham have played four at the back in both those matches I believe which I think is maybe the bigger factor in what Suchek is doing rather than having Antonio in the team. With five at the back, he appears, and in every single instance he played with Declan Rice as well, it appears he can get further forward with five at the back. But I wonder with a four, he's got to sit a bit more and therefore we're just not seeing him get forward. Um, I just, so I just see a comment in the chat. Um, keep up, Joe Burt. Um, he says, <laughs> benching Suchek but playing an injured Fandy. What? Um, oh, it's all right. After my, after my differential, uh, I was having a look at the chat and it was like, oh, yeah. there are so many good options and I'm an idiot. Opening, yep, his, opening his ears <laughs> a little bit at the beginning, I would have said Vardy's going to become Kane. So in fact, I will be playing Kane <laughs> over Suchek, yeah. not an injured Vardy. Keep up, Joe. Um, so yeah, Seb, I think, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to bet you for the first time. Um, I guess Sufal could make way. 
for Suchek, but then he might get an assist. Um, I'm going to play the Leeds guys though against Newcastle. Um, and I'm... I mean, if you, you go through your team, you can't not. Mm. Like you say, Soufal, maybe, I guess, maybe just check out. I don't know what Palace's attacking numbers are. Mm. I'm going to assume not amazing. They have no Zahar. I feel like Soufal just has a better chance of returning. You're basically, you're basically banking on Suchek getting an attacking return that while he does get them, I think pinpointing them is difficult, as you've probably seen, I mean, right? It's pretty random. I mean, I've, 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 I mean, essentially, if I played Suchek, I'd be playing double West Ham attack against, you now looking at the big chances conceded over the last four, against currently one of the best defences. Crystal Palace have conceded just three big chances. Only Arsenal, West Ham, Leicester and Man City have conceded uh, fewer over the last four. They have conceded five goals, but it would argue that they've actually been unlucky there. Um, uh, so that those stats there say to me, I'm happy to play an attacker, being Antonio, but I'd be a bit wary to play two. Um, so this could be, could be a nil-nil. It could be one nil to West Ham. I mean, it could even be the other way. It could be 1-0 to Crystal Palace. I don't think... I can't see this being high scoring. Antonio can, can score I, against anyone. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he... Can, he, can he, I say something? Mm. Okay. Yeah, go ahead first and then... I no, go. no, I was just going to say... I mean, I was just reiterating that. I, I wouldn't want to play uh, yeah. double West Ham against Palace. Yeah. I look at your team and I would have played 10 of the 11 as as you put them here. But have you considered Selchik over Justin? Because I think Everton is is the team that is, is more yes, capable yes. to score uh, than Crystal Palace. So you you will end up playing the three West Ham, and I think is, it's a good fixture for them. It's but... the old swords and shields thing, but it's also Justin's good and got assists in him. And mm. I also think Leicester's defense has been really good. I know Everton have you know got their main creative players back, but people who don't own Justin may have noticed something that happens to their rank during Leicester games. Um, yeah. It falls, <laughs> and I noticed that. And then I got him in, and suddenly my rank went up. <laughs> um, he is getting some really good scores for his price, um, and I think the double game week showed. Also, recent weeks have showed that there's a lot of value in defence. There's a lot of defenders I want to play at the moment. Mm. Um, but yes, I do understand. Yeah, Justin Soufal, um, Suchek are, are vying for a place, and at the moment Suchek's missing out. Wow, he's on by a quarter of the game. Yeah. What, James, James Justin? Yeah. Yeah. And well, everyone goes, how, how is this happening? You know, they're getting points from some other Leicester player or whatever. They're going, what is happening here? Well, it's the James mm. Justin effect. It's, it's funny, we watch on Twitter, people who don't know James Justin, everyone says, I hate this guy. I hate James Justin. Mm. And um, the I, thing is... I owned him at the beginning of the get, season. Get him in, I, get him I, in. I, wild, I wildcarded him out because Ricardo Pereira was coming back, right? Yeah. He's totally fit and good <laughs> yeah, to play. But who knows? Right. Pereira could end up in midfield. We don't know what's going to happen without that'd be, Vardy. That'd, that'd be nice. Um, enough of my Suchek fears. Um, Karim, you have Martinez in goal, Wambasaka, Soufal, Diaz, Stones. Oh, you got four at the back as well. Uh, 4-4-2 with Rashford, Fernandes, Captain, Son, Salah, and up front, Antonio Bamford. Um, Suchek, first sub as well. So similar, yeah. think, similar thinking to me. Um, yeah, what... Uh, you know, is this pretty pretty much how it's going to stay? Is anyone coming in, out? Or is yeah. anyone already coming? Yeah, probably. I, 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 I don't really think that Sauchi can fit in or can be ahead of anyone of the 11 unless Rashford is out. And I've taken already my... my I've used already my transfers and I've taken a hit already. So I've done KDB to Sun. 
and Jamal Lewis to um, to Stones. And I did that purely because of his potential of his price rise. He could have two or three uh, price rises, but yeah, he didn't rise um, well, only once. So maybe tonight another one. Anyway, um, yeah, so those those 11. Rashford is a doubt. Um, absolutely terrible buy for me. Like for the last four game weeks, <laughs> he has done absolutely nothing. Wasteful money. But I have a strong bench and, and I still need to sort out the order because it's going to be holding or Southwick first. Adams for me is the expensive broster. Uh, he's mm. just, he, he's he's living in the third sub. Um, yeah. I still didn't get, I didn't get a chance to sell him yet. Um, Captain Fernandez, I've been I've been seriously considering Captain Diaz um, mm. because I have a feeling that we will grind one nil games in the next three, and that that would definitely mean that the defenders will grab the bonus points. And in terms of minutes per PBS baseline PBS, um, Diaz is is second to to Cancelo. I think Cancelo is managing 4.8. Uh, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure of the number, but Diaz is is managing uh, a BBS line every 5.1 minutes, while Stones is managing every 5.6 minutes. So there isn't much in it, but it just shows if none of them is scoring or assisting, Diaz is more likely to get bonus points. Um, but I'm speaking about between six to nine points. Fernandez, when he scored the free kick yesterday, I was like, no, put it back on him. He would be, he, his EO would be like 160, 170%, I'm, I'm guessing. And I would look idiot if, if uh, Diaz scores <laughs> another on goal and, and Fernandez holds. So I'll probably stick there, but it's, it's very close, uh, Diaz and Fernandez. Yeah, there is uh, that yeah. school of thought with the captaincy, isn't it? It's like um, people are, are looking at this game week as a chance to be more maverick with the captaincy. Yeah. But in my yeah. opinion, um, this is not the week to be maverick. When you've got a really mm. good player in Fernandez who is rested from the cup against the poor side mm. at home, um, vying for the top of the table, you know, with a realistic chance of, of you yeah. know, staying up there. Um, you know, he clearly didn't like being benched as well against mm. Liverpool in the cup. Um, mm. I, th- yeah, I just think this is not the week. The week to do it is when there's a massive split and when you've got lots of teams, big heavy mm. hitters playing each other. But um, yeah. I, I think if I have Cancelo, if I have Cancelo, I'll be slightly more tempted to captain him. Yeah. Uh, because he's way more attacking and um he's been he has his he had his rest in the cup. But again, yeah, it's probably the wrong game week to uh, think about uh, captaining a defender um even if it's from City against Sheffield against West Brom. Mm. But yeah, um okay. minus four was taken, stones and sun in and uh we see how it goes. Yeah, no well they you know, good players, good moves. Um Seb, let's move on to your team. Uh, you've got a three-four-three currently, but De Bruyne is in there. So you've got Martinez, Stones, and Cancelo, uh, Robertson, then Saka, De Bruyne, Fernandez, captaincy, Salah, Antonio, Watkins, Rack, Bamford up front. That that three strikers you were talking about. Suchek first sub, brilliant. I'm in. I'm in uh, good oh, company. Yeah. Um, so um, I guess two two things to right KDB. Who who is going to come in for KDB, and will it? generate some other moves um yeah, and are you, are you set on fernandez captain so firstly kdb to start is obvious right i should probably just do just that. do it do it now 
I feel I feel I feel like I've been trying to find a reason not to, you know. There's there's a lot of options out there. I think, you know, you mentioned you mentioned when we're looking at your team, there are so many good options in defense. Uh, I don't have half those options. I like my defense, but I don't have half those options. Same with midfield, you know, yeah. same with attack. I don't have Kane and I, if I could have a fourth striker, I would, but I like my front three. I think I've just been treading water thinking, can I do something clever here? I think the problem would be being, being too clever. I probably should just do KDB to Son and be happy with that. Yeah. Um, Saka, check. not delighted by them. I kind of want Grealish. Despite having Watkins, that doesn't bother me. You know, they're their own players. They'll get points. Grealish is top for chances created. I like their fixtures. So that was a temptation. Maybe I'll do it for Saka or Shutek. Uh, that's getting worse. Sujek. Yeah. Um, just falling off a cliff. Um, I can't decide which of those two to play, really, which is also one of the reasons I might transfer them. Yeah. And then captain, Fernandez again, just seems like the don't be too clever and end up dropping 100k. Cancelo really, really tempts me, but it feels like one of those, you know, you were talking about creating memories earlier. Yeah. This would feel like creating a boast. And I don't know if that's yeah. a good idea. You know, oh, I'm that guy who captain Cancelo, aren't I clever? The, the, well, memory, the best, not. the best FPL memories are ones you don't set out to create them. No one set out, apart from Red Lightning, who captain John Stones, but no one set out yeah. thinking, oh, John Stones is going to get me a brace in a double game where he can get 27 points. No one set out with that, so it's the surprise element to it. I, I massively respect that captaining John Stones, but that's one of the ones a bit like to take us back to the beginning of the uh, of the uh, chat. Yeah, KDB triple captain, bad outcome, but it felt like a good decision. Yeah, I would captaining I, John Stones. I respect it, <laughs> but is that probably, a, is is that an outcome you can replicate? I really don't think it is. Therefore, yeah, it's a good shout. No, FPL is a game aim, of predictions. Yeah, probably the aim was twelve min, uh, times two, twenty four. That yeah. that was the target yeah. of having the. Uh, DS captain or Stones captain, but full credit to uh, who got the 54 points. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong, beat me, so fair enough. But I'm not interested in what happened last week, I want to predict what's going to happen next week. Um, just before we go, um, just a question in the chat that's intrigued me from Xavier Bush who starts, please help. He's got Pope and Martinez and they play each other. Um, that's quite quite like that question. I, I, I tweeted something like, Who to play out? I, I see this game. Yeah, it's, it, I, I tweeted something like, I can't see this game being a nil with Pop 10 points and Martin is 9. Both of them are grabbing the yeah, bonus. And I, I would, it could be... Oh. I was just looking at rate my team. Pope comes out at uh, 4.1. Mm. Martinez comes out at 4.1. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a tough one. Is, it's such a tough one. I, I would personally go for Pope because... Um, Burnley's attack is nowhere near as good as Villa's attack and so they Martinez and Pope are great goalkeepers and I look at that and think save points and I think either of them may concede but if you're looking at getting bonus and save points you know clean sheet or not I think Pope would be the one in this one if you think both of them will get clean sheets and you have a strong bench I'm just saying out loud consider a bench boost (laughs) Yeah. What so okay? What what do yeah. you think? This, what do you think the score is going to be in that game? Nil nil for me. No, yeah. nil nil. I see the easiest nil nil. Nil nil or one nil to one of them. Yeah. So so if it's nil nil, it's probably Pope because we think he'll concede more shots. Yeah, he will yeah. get three yeah. saves, four if, saves, and three bonus points, yeah. and if, maybe if, it, if it's suit. if it's one one, we think Pope. We know Pope gets the bonus as well, like you said, because the Burnley defenders. But 
I don't know, Villa, Villa are good defensively and obviously better attacking-wise. I think there's a better chance Martinez keeps a clean sheet, but there's a better chance Pope outscores him if they yeah. both keep clean sheets or neither do. Yeah, so maybe think, just tipping Pope's way. So, so I, think the, I, think, I, I think the thing with Burnley, they give up a chance, but they don't give up bigger chances, and, and that's where they are good at because mm. they allow Pope to save these long-range shots. And although that it might... Be, the fact that Villa's attack is, is better than Burnley might actually slightly boost the chances of Pope hauling this, yeah, this game. Yeah, definitely. I would, I, I would go for the one that you think is going to get more save points if you're unsure of a clean sheet. But in this case, yeah. it's a tough one. I, I thought it was a great question because he's got himself the two best goalkeepers of the season and they play each other. So that is a real tizzy. So this is, this is not going to happen often for him in a season. You won one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, good luck with that decision, Xavier. But um, I think I think Pope just go might with, edge. Go it. with Matty Cash. He's um, going to score a long shot. Just before, go. Go, just before we go, I just want to remind people that we've had loads of stats um, being read out and in picture form, and they're all in the members area, the Fantasy Football Scout. There's tons of opta-driven data there. Lots of things like the comparison tool, rate my team, which you've just mentioned there, Seb, and of course the goals imminence table that has also got to mention as well. Do check that out. But in the meantime, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Good night, everyone. Goodbye all. 